Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This is the podcast where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This time I got to talk to yet another one of those people who is behind my productivity. I've learned a lot from afar, observing them in stalker mode. Just kidding. I get to talk to Chase Reeves of Fizzle. If you've never heard of Fizzle, you're missing out. In fact, go to beyondthetodolist.com slash fizzle. They've got a dollar trial where you can get in for an entire month and watch any and all of the videos, interact with everyone. I am probably what would be called a fizzler lurker. (laughs) Uh, Time has not permitted me to do as much interacting there as I've wanted to. However, the videos are amazing. Um, Just top notch. In fact, Chase does them and Corbett and uh, Caleb And they do a great job. So anyway, yeah, you can check that out. In fact, I I highly recommend the Productivity 101. I'm not sure if that's what it's called, but it's – just go in there. Go to beyondthetodolist.com slash fizzle. That's F-I-Z-Z-L-E. No, they're not sponsoring this. I just just like them. And you can check them out. And again, you pay $1 for an entire month. And there's a productivity series in there by Chase you should check out. In this episode, Chase and I just, we get to talk about a lot of different stuff. Uh, Community, connections, fear, fame, competition, comparison, career, validation. In other words, doing your own work and stop being worried about doing someone else's or doing your work the same way someone else is doing theirs. I needed to hear this one. So I hope that you enjoy this. I know that I did. Before we get to that conversation between Chase and I, I want to let you know, this episode of Beyond the To-Do List is supported by MailChimp. I am one of the 6 million people who use MailChimp to design and send email. MailChimp's got great automation features that make it easy to provide timely and relevant information to your customers and prospects. You can instantly send welcome emails, product recommendations, special offers, and more. You can check them out at beyondthetodolist.com slash MailChimp. And when you go there, you can learn how to personalize your emails based on customers' interests, send emails based on the customer's website activity or behavioral targeting. You can do segmentation, personalization, optimization, automation, all in one. Again, you can learn more at beyondthetodolist.com slash MailChimp. Thank you again to MailChimp for supporting this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. When you go over to that URL, beyondthetodolist.com slash MailChimp, make sure to let them know that Eric Fisher from Beyond the To-Do List sent you. This week, I get to welcome Chase Wardman Reeves. Welcome to the show. 
Eric, I couldn't be more pleased as punch than I am right now. I can feel a little bit of a tingling sensation uh, at the back of my throat. And Do you need to lay down? And a couple other places, too. So I'm excited because those tingling sensations usually lead to good things awesome. or getting slapped in the face. <laughs> well, we're on Skype, so, you know, virtual high five. Oh, I've been known to slap myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Do you have two last names? Is that what's going on here with Wardman? Like Wardman is, is my middle name. As you, and well, as I mean, you, I get that, but is it like a family name or something? Well, clearly, it, it was designed by uh, one of my grandparents to to blow the socks off of anyone that comes in touch with it because it's such a. It's like immediately, it, it's just it rings. It comes off, the, and you're like, "Wow, Wardman! This guy must know something." Chase Wardman Reeves, what an what in legend? Yeah, it sounds know. like a British title or something. You know, yes. well, he's yes. the wardman for the district. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right, gentlemen. I'm sorry I was late. Yes, as you know, <laughs> wardman, we always show up a little bit late to these things. What with the uh, 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 just yeah. lost steam there. Nice. See that? Like a Britishman. <laughs> I I don't. That's not just that, flustered. Yeah, just yeah. just a bunch of Mike Hurleys everywhere, just not completing thoughts. <laughs> yes, aluminium. Um, it's true. This is funny because you and I have not talked other than on Twitter, I don't think. Uh, did we not meet at NMX? I think we did, I shook but your that's, hand. The, that's the funny thing is we shook hands, but had I known how awesome you were at the time, we would have had <laughs> many of the conversations at that time. Like I remember I, I was sitting with uh, the mics on mics and talking and then uh, Schechter says, yeah. hey, I'm going to go have a beer with the uh, Fizzle guys. You want to come? And I'm like, uh, yes. So we sit down with you guys, and I sit next to Pat Flynn. And like you, you do. You and Pat, yes. And you and Pat are ordering up uh, buffalo wings. And and I'm like, hey, that's that yeah. Fizzle guy. You know, we didn't really talk all that much because it was like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. You know, all that stuff. Like, I am yeah, not totally. on it. If, I've, if, if we hadn't interacted online digitally prior to that, then there really wasn't a great chance we were going to, like, hit it off. Yeah, well, we, we you, you know, know what it's like at those things. It's like, oh, uh, totally. it, it's like, uh, you're you're one of those pickup artists, right? And yeah. and you're looking at you're looking at me, and I'm looking at you, and you know all the tactics, you know. So you did the eye thing, and you came close, and you touched my arm, and all of this stuff. And I did, I'm just, I, it wasn't to me, that I was just creepy. enamored by the flashing lights. I and think the I sound. touched the buffalo wings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I did too. I think I did it too. Yeah. No, yeah, we met at NMX, uh, uh, but but very briefly, and we didn't really. I had heard a couple of your episodes because, like, the Don Miller episode is just is stellar. It was really good. Okay, so let's tie this around together, like worlds colliding, because oh. I'm getting ready for this Don Miller interview, which I'd wanted to do for a long time. Oh yeah. And so I'm looking around for pictures on the internet. I come across a picture of his wedding party. And oh, I'm looking yeah. through his wedding party, and I see Bob Goff, and I see Steve Taylor, and I see uh, Cameron Strang, mm-hmm. and I see you. Mm. And suddenly I'm like, that's that fizzle guy I was sta- uh, sitting across <laughs> from with Pat Flynn eating buffalo wings. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how does he know Don? And then I see that like you guys were interacting on Twitter at some point. It's like, so I got to ask this question. How, do you, yeah. how did you meet Don? So uh, for, for, for listeners who don't know who Don Miller is, he's a, he's a writer, thinker, he's a great guy. He comes from a, 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 you know, an evangelical worldview and, and kind of like testing the boundaries there. Felt a little bit constrained, but also still like not like you know, shattering the bath with all the bathwater and the babies inside. <laughs> nice. it, just a, a critical thinker and a good a poet. So when I moved to Portland, we just I don't know how it happened. We just got friendly. We just started Circle, to meet each other. You know, current, sir, hey, my exactly. wife's vacuuming again. Cool. Exactly. I don't know if you can hear that, but uh, 
Nobody can hear that. All right, good. Nobody can hear that. Uh, the one listener can hear that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just just Terry. Just Terry can hear it. Hi, Terry. Uh, um, so anyway, so that's, that's how I met Don. And we became close. And, um, and I, I'm, I like to say to Don, and now he likes to say to other people. Like he knows, he knows like, everybody. Like, he knows everyone. Yes. <laughs> you actually, I, I met Cameron Strang recently. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned him, and I just noticed it was like I can't tell if he likes. It. I think I'm, he might be like upset at me or something. Like I, this is going really poorly. Like I don't know him, but it like really concerns me. Like I'm just so I'm pretty naturally insecure, so I'm like really concerned. Like I need to get everybody to like me, just just across the board. And so the camera not liking me, I'm like, well, how am I going to do this? So I talked to Don about it, uh, and eventually Don Don goes up to to Cameron and says, listen, da- listen, Chase is. Uh, <laughs> is an acquired taste. <laughs> but once you acquire it, you get addicted. <laughs> and that's, that's sort of, I'm, my job is to remind Don that, uh, that, yeah, whatever, you know, famous, something, 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 none of that matters. What matters is who has the best fart joke still around the campfire <laughs> and, who, and who's sitting around the campfire and if there's closeness and familial things there. And, you know, that, like just kind of like that's because, I, you know, we're all enamored by guys who are, who are famous and we all yeah. want to be famous. We all want to be big, you know, regardless of what we don't know what that means. We just see that it's just something that's built into our culture as, as, a, as a thing to, to attain. Right, so we're all yeah. studying the marketing. We're all studying the, the Pat Flynn's and the and the John Lee Dumas's and like trying to figure out how do I get a a, rev- a monthly revenue report that looks like that. I mean, Entrepreneur on Fire is making like two hundred something thousand dollars a month. Yeah, like yeah. one one month of that, and I'd be like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, you know? I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna, inv- I'm gonna make some good investments, and yep. I'm just gonna let it ride. And now I'm just gonna um, you know hit record on conversations with friends and put it out and call it a podcast. Yeah. And the irony is that, that, that Pat and, and John are, are not famous at all in any way capacity compared to Don Miller, right? Right. Um, and, and, and some of those, some of those types. So anyways, long, long way of, of answering the question that, that I, I met him and we became friends and it was like, oh, God, this is that writer guy. And we tried to figure that, I tried to figure that out for, for a while and, and tried to like, you know, you walk over eggshells for someone who's famous for, and then, and then it's like an actual relationship and you're like, you know what, we're just going to, I'm going to push back when it hurts and he's going to do the same. And we were, we're an actual friendship. It was interesting how, just how much I had to, not, not how much I had to think about it, just how many emotions there were involved in that. You know, when, when you're in a, re- a real relationship with someone who has a lot of exposure, it took a long time for me to like, to like wash that, that like that, you know, inherent greed off, yeah. you know? Because like, those thoughts just they pop up in the back of your head because because everyone because I'm just I'm maybe maybe some of us more than others we're insecure we want the fame or or we want recognition or notoriety or some sort of respect from our peers or whatever we want like it's all just you know whatever ends whatever wherever dad didn't hug us enough like nice. it, it just yep. turns into this gaping vacuum that just sucks in I can't have enough of any of these things uh, so I mean I'm, I guess I'm turning that, that that question about how I know dawn into into an existential crisis which is something that you'll notice about me eric <laughs> i do and it's something my business partner corbett knows about me very clearly now it, like because every time we start we have a podcast that i think you've heard called the fizzle show yes and uh and every <laughs> corbett just re- realized recently oh my god i get it like every podcast episode you come in with a problem about yourself that then we that then you get like <laughs> Cor- you get corbett and caleb to to like to to make you feel okay about like that's my that's my whole mo on the show. I, so each episode's almost an intervention for Chase. 
It my every day of my life, Eric. Every day of my life. You can always send me a text and just say everything's okay, and I'll probably it'll probably change my life that day. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and that would make sense as to why you just gravitated so much to the second time Merlin was on my show because oh yeah, that, he, and that was yeah such a rare mood for him. Oh, you you absolutely you're right, and I and I told you as much. I was like, you know what? You're not you didn't even nail the interview. You just lucked out in terms of how you <laughs> I got out of his way is what I did. You got you got the right brain chemistry. I'm realizing we're just like we're just slaves to our brain chemistry. You know when you wake up in the morning and you have an idea and it's like, oh my god, that's a great idea. And by the time you go to bed, you real you you realize like that. What a stupid idea. How could I have thought that was good? Right? We all had that at some point. Slave to our freaking brain chemistry. For me, the best buzz I can get, well, not the best, but one of my favorite buzzes is a cigar, uh, a, a weak coffee, a large weak coffee, and a course in, the, in Tahoe or something like that. And, a, and, and like Paul Graham's website. And I'll just start reading stuff and then, and then boom, just, I'll just keep a notepad nearby. And I am generating so many ideas. For some reason, that chemistry really works. And other, and other chemistries, it's like I got nothing, right? I have nothing. And you just nailed Mer- – like Merlin just came in and mm-hmm. he, he, he just opened, opened the gates. Somehow it was – and he, I know, you know him with his struggles ADD and, and, or whatever, whatever it is these people struggle with, right? We all have our, our struggles. Uh, he, it was the perfect body chemistry. And I don't, I don't know. It feels a little bit, again, existential crisis that we are literally a slave to our body chemist- chemistry. You know, whether we feel happy, whether we feel productive, whether we feel like we got into a flow state, whether we feel like we did something good today or whether we feel like we wasted our time today. It's, it's like it's so much of it is that brain chemistry. And then and then it's like, OK, well, if I write down my two things I want to do today in the morning and then actually get those things done, that's affecting our brain chemistry because it's a, and I don't know. It's all it's all played together with this. The emotions, right? Uh-huh. Fear, greed. Uh, uh, you, you know, the sex stuff, like this drive, like as a copywriter and designer, I'm learning more and more that I play on those things, just like a filmmaker plays on, we all play on that level. If we're going to make a sales page that really works well, we have to, we, we touch some of these things or we can, every industry can touch some of these things. Same thing with productivity, same thing with like how I orient myself to my day, it feels like. And this is not something I've thought through. You'll notice there's well, but, very few things I think through. Yeah, but like uh-huh. me, you, we both do that kind of thing where you don't know what you're thinking until you say it. Dude, another realization of mine yeah. recently that yeah. I had to like tell my wife about like in a very, you know, very tear-filled conversation. Listen, I am so sorry. I don't think unless I'm talking. I literally, I literally don't. So when I'm saying something, it will come out like I'm, like I'm making an argument when really I'm, I have no idea what I'm saying. I'm just hoping that there's a point at the end of this, and I can't guarantee that it's true or false. But I know that once I get to a point that I realize it's false, I can, I'll move right on from it because words are wind, Jon Snow. Nice. Jeez, <laughs> oh, Louise, you, you caught me in a pretty – I did. I'm like – I'm realizing as I said the Merlin thing, and then you start going. I'm like, oh, Chase is in a mood too, which is, which is nice. I, I was in watching a, Chris, Chris Rock last night yeah. and realizing uh, – and then I went to – there's a band called The Hold Steady, which I really like. Saw them last night as well. And it was just interesting to watch the similarities between the two, two guys. But Chris Rock comes out, and this is the old Bigger Blacker special, and he's angry. and He's yelling. And he's always yelling, right? And he's also kind of like going like, how – 
freaking ridiculous is this? Like, that's the sentiment of everything that he's saying. He's like, how about, you know, whatever. So, you know, how about uh, the way white people treat black people? How ridiculous is this? How about the way men are treated in the family? How ridiculous is this? So you could start with like, how ridiculous is this? Find something that pisses you off and you could just tirade about it and, and with a handful of jokes along the way and everybody's laughing the whole time. But I realize how compelling anger is or, or you know, when you get your blood up like that. Mm-hmm. Right, like it, when you write, we're always talking about how do we write great content? How do we make something good? How do I do? How do I say something that gets shared around the internet? Like, be pissed off about something because that chances are there's a scandal in there, and people love scandal. But also, like, people love it when someone stands up for something and comes from a point of view. So, anyways, well, I mean, it, it sounds almost like you're talking about a different way to. It's almost like the anti-inspiration. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Most people yeah. want touchy feely, happy thoughts of this thought is going to change the world, and I'm going to write yeah. it down and capture it and sell it in my you know ebook on Kindle, yeah. and yeah. and I'll make a million dollars. And that's not how it works. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I get pissed off because like, you know, so what we do, uh, we work a lot with with people early on in their entrepreneurial journey and just try to break some of the of the of the myths in their head about like this is how you have to think about money and and conversion optimization should work like this. And these are all the principles of of digital marketing and try to get back to like, no, 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 stupid. It's about humans. (laughs) It's about humans. Delight somebody, solve somebody's problem. Make something that, that, is, that is substantial and useful. Make something useful for someone. And if we think about, like Paul Graham says, the number one reason why most startups fail is because they're not solving a real problem, plain and simple. They're just not solving a real problem. And, we, and I, I just wrote a post the other day about how one of my friend's companies and then two other companies that I've used extensively, Readmill and um, Editorially, all closed down. They've all closed down. They've shut the door. And we've seen this a handful of times in the last few months. And these are like good teams. Like, like editorially has some of my favorite, my, the heroes, my heroes of the internet on that team. And they still had to close the door. They decided, they realized like this isn't solving someone's problem. And so the, the, the anger stuff. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search. Just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people, or at least it used to be, join more than three 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's something that works so well, it basically feels like magic? For me, I'm thinking air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, definitely. Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your own shop stage to the first real store stage, you don't have to just sell your own stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from brands you love and give your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Shopify also helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond. Again, go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash beyond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply is getting towards a problem that really exists. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's almost like a barometer of, hey, if it it makes you that angry, then there's somebody else who also will be angry about that too. Yeah, maybe you can be angry enough to figure it out. Maybe it's you're angry, and it's sometimes like the universal is in the specific, right? So you could be angry about the way that your wife talked to you about this, how you don't get time to do your thing. You always have to X, Y, and Z, right? You can get angry about that, but then then that's that's your specific story, and you can extrapolate out that and you'll and people will find themselves in it so like another comedian i've been watching which you this is hey listen listen to me now eric and terry the listener of the show oh call back call back there's a guy called patrice o'neill who unfortunately passed away most of his like specials are are in in complete online at youtube you can watch them and uh during wds here a conference in portland i had uh my our whole team from Fizzles here, Corbett, Caleb, and Barrett are staying in my basement. So every night we come home and we'll watch another 15 minutes of this thing when we're kind of like, you know, a little, a little too drunk to stand up all the way and, and just kind of like, we're just needed to take the edge off before we go to bed. So I start playing Patrice O'Neill and just so amazing the way that he takes that anger and, and turns it into this spec that like tweaks it on um, these really, really unsafe themes. He's extreme, like super unsafe, like really questionable, like gnarly things that like I made the mistake of watching some of it with my wife in the room the first time. And it was like, never do that again. Never, ever, <laughs> never, ever do that again. Because now I like she just got so upset with some of the things he was saying. But and I was doing more. I was like, so regardless of if you like him or not, you could look at it as, like, as that experiment of like, oh, my God, this is stuff that gets reactions out of people. Mm, this yeah. is stuff that is a visceral kind of reaction to. And I know this isn't a show about making stuff that 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 resonates with people, but but it, it is because that's what well, we want to be productive about. Because it's doing work. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, what, what's the point of being productive or producing, root word, yeah. if it's not good? And I know you always talk about the capital G good stuff. So Yeah, yeah absolutely. So yeah, that's definitely. But, so that's sorry, definitely I'm rat holding on that. But the idea of of starting at a problem, of starting at mm-hmm. uh, you know, we start we work with so many people who are early on and they're geeking out about online marketing because they want to because they want to geek out about online marketing and, and I hate that. 
I hate that. I want them to geek out about curling or about comedy or about ending racism or about coping with stillbirth, stillbirth and loss or, or, or dealing with grief or, uh, or about you know screen printing T-shirts. I want you to geek out about something, playing metal guitar solos, right? Then let me teach you how to grow an audience around that thing. Okay, and you're, you're pissed off that, you know, Kirk Hammett, why was he in Metallica doing the worst freaking guitar solos in the world? And how did that band get so big when Megadeth had to deal with you? So see, this is, I'm angry about this, right? I could solve that problem. And there's going to be at least 10 bros around the world who are going to be like, yes, this, like all of them are going to be in like, like they're going to be, yes, let's, pers- like let's make a persona America. of this. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but uh, I guess I, you, you, you caught me in a moment where it's just like, uh, you know, we're at WDS and it's all this love and good vibes and everybody's excited about doing something important and meaningful. Um, uh, but at the same time, it's like in the same vein, like it be useful, solve a problem, find something that you're, you're actually, you're passionate about, you know, and, you know, and I hate, no, not even that. That's, see, that's the worst. Passionate, like that's where that's where this right. ar- argument gets derailed. Something that you care about, right? And it might be important, as in or, or, this, uh, uh, a word I know that you we both use often enough is uh, resonate. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a, a deeper, like a vib- it vibrates with you. Yeah, totally. not a bad way. Totally. So not to derail us so early on in, into that, but I just I it's something that's been. As we'd say back in, you know, like back in the church days, it's something that's been on my heart, Eric. (laughs) You know, it's something that's really been on my heart. If you could just lay hands, brother, and just, you know, when you think about it, if you could bring this up to the Lord, that'd be great, bro. Yes, unspoken. (laughs) And unspoken. (laughs) Dude, so that's why I had to, okay, so long way around, but we just did one whole, like, circle around the uh, campfire or whatever. Yeah, I had to ask you how you knew Don because I assumed that it had something to do with tying into, obviously, Portlandia. Where you're, yeah. where you're at yeah. as well, where I knew he was at one point and is now in Nashville. But uh, mm-hmm. just the whole, not X, but yeah. culture well, of churchdom. Of evangelicalism. And, yes, yeah. exactly. And, yeah, so and I was like, I'm, in that. I, went, I went to Westmont, a, a small school in Santa Barbara, and I was tra- I'm trained as like a pastor. Like that's the only training I have besides just, you know, putting my foot in my mouth every year. Like I'm really well trained <laughs> at that and sla- face laughs like we said earlier. So I was like a full on Jesus bro. I was like into it and I wasn't raised it. We got into, I got into it in high school, uh, decided to go to this college that a friend, he's like, yeah, there's like no classes where there's more than 25 people. Like you, you'll like it. I'm like, that sounds great. Are there girls? Perfect. And so I did that and I actually really fell in love with a lot of this stuff that I got to learn there and I was always doing music too. So that was an easy way in again to the girls and to the Jesus thing. So as a wor- I was a worship leader for a really long time. I was doing, I was doing the thing. I mean, my, we were like part of church plants in Ireland and Canada and all we were doing the thing. And now fast forward eight or nine years and Jesus and I are sort of seeing other people is my line because, uh, I'm not ready to like. I, I can't like just like blot it all out. Like I had so many wonderful, great experiences. Some very, extremely like you know moving spiritual experiences, and mm-hmm. ultimately really, really, really grateful for the community that caused me to do the kind of uh, you know soul searching, deep work that we that we did. You know, I would spend hours and hours and hours listening to Cigaros or Delirious and journaling at a Starbucks. Like, dear God. Um, <laughs> What what am I going to be when I grow up? I would like. I'm, what do you want from me? I think you're moving this way or that way, and you know it's all you're like getting into the prayer movements, the this, that, and the other. And I loved it. I really, I loved it. I really, truly did. And I still kind of do. There's still like a fondness to it. But at one point, uh, it felt very much like uh, for my wife and I both at the same time. It was just like, oh, okay. There's a next. There's a next stage. 
uh, we were doing kind of like, you know, Merlin's line about doing work about work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that originated with him, but I was associated with, with him. Work about work. We were doing church about spirituality. We were doing, uh, we were doing activity about truth, mm, yep. you know, uh, life about life instead of doing life itself. And to me, like, like I, love, I love getting to talk about this because it's, this is where all the productivity porn came from for me because it doesn't start out as porn, right? It starts out as love. Like it started out like, oh my God, these are the answers to how do I actually get this stuff done? And I, and I came at it with the same kind of ferocity, ferocity, veracity, for, ferociousness. Feroc- f- feral. That's what I'm getting at. Like a feral cat. Yes. Feral ferality. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that I did, that I did uh, you know, the, the hunger for meaning. And I do that with everything, right? I, I, mm-hmm. made, this, uh, I made this about uh, getting to the end of it. And I, and I fell in love with it and loved it. And now... I'm in a, in a team where we have to extremely carefully manage our, uh, like what we're working on, what our goals are, trying not to burn out uh, and all this other stuff. So it's all coming into play. But yeah, that's, that's fundamentally how I met Don. And, and, and I, have, I have that background. I have that, that Jesus vibe where, you know, it was one of the cool kids in the, in the churches with the multicolored lights behind me singing that like could literally make you cry. Like I could make you cry. Or God was there doing the thing. Yes. But but if the spirit moved me, if, 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 if the spirit. So, right. yeah. Well, but he's again, always there. Yes. He's always there. And, and see, so that's the thing is like I, I instantly, once I started to pick up on your story, I realized, oh gosh, this is going to make me either sound really cool or really horrible, but I'm going to guess cool. Oh, please. Crossing fingers. As Anne of Green Gables says, <laughs> <laughs> which you've never heard as a saying on a podcast. Nailed it. Ever. Nailed it. Yeah. I sensed in you a kindred spirit in that oh, sense. Boy. And yeah, so I, think- I, I knew, oh, okay. And see, I'm not an ex-Jesus guy at all. I'm still – he and I are still bros. Yeah. Yeah, you're brown out. Yeah. Brown out with the Lord. And not in the negative – air quote Christian sense of yeah. you know Fox News and all that other crap. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's touchy for me. But you know, anyway, there's another conversation for you and I to have like at some point. And the thing is is that what it struck me was is like, yeah, you're dead on. Like you've moved from doing that to into the pastoring slash shepherding role of totally. a community, if you will. So yeah, it I mean makes sense. to me the biggest I mean the the biggest question was all we really kind of looking back was always, you know, who am I and what am I here for? And and not that Jesus was an answer to that, just just that like all the community around Jesus, the experiences within there were such an amazing developmental step or stage, and and it's not done yet, right? But this question of career was like nightmare for me, right? And this question of of fulfillment, like you know, when we used to just like farm and like plant because that's like the only option that you have, and you live to like thirty five because your teeth killed you, you know? It's like life is horrible. And also, like, pretty simple. You know, you know? And yep. that's like yep. in, in several hundred years ago, thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, whatever it was. And now it's so complicated. Uh, it doesn't have to be. I mean, we could get super dumb and just make some decisions and just live with it. But I'm always the guy who's going like, wait, if I go through this door, then what does that mean about the other doors? And what am I missing out on over there? And maybe I'm not doing, doing the things right because what if I don't know enough to make the right decision right now? And then, okay, I should probably wait. Okay, but what about, oh, I really like that thing over there. Maybe I should go that way. Oh, look at the sparkly thing. Oh, yeah. But I could never do that, right? All of this stuff. And then it, it, like always the, but I could never do that as yeah. the, like the like – 
you know, carrot on the end of a stick not, somewhere. Not to, not to mention, what if I'm not good enough? Well, he was good enough. Why, what, totally. what, did, what did he do? How do I do what he did? What's built into that is the sense that there's a rule, that there's, there's a right and a wrong way to do it, which we all know there isn't. We all know there isn't. We all know there isn't. I love that message. I love, like you said, like kind of stewarding, shepherding people into that, people who are exploring that. Like, I can't help you if you're not exploring that yet. You, you, you kind of got that spark or you, or you don't already right Mm -hmm. and and you don't sometimes you don't need it right maybe you're super satisfied but people in that it's terrifying you are so afraid that you're gonna make a bad like i was so scared that i was gonna make a bad call that i all i ever wanted was someone older and that i looked up to all i dreamed of was merlin going like oh my god you are so great you're smart you're funny uh i think your ideas are good (laughs) <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all we've ever wanted is so we have to learn how to get that validation from inside ourselves and and then we if we go long enough into that journey and into the right way of it like we realize it's it's not really about the validation. Everybody's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. That it's amazing that anyone is surviving anything, right? I watched a soccer game the other day, and I, I, I'm in Portland. We got the Portland Timbers, and we're supposed to root for them. And I've rooted for them for nine years, even when before they were in the MLS. Like at the stadium, doing the yelling, screaming, the songs, losing the voice, thinking that I was a part of a movement, uh, even though I was more of a part of like an army. Like it was, it was quite violent. And I watched it recently. It might have been my like chemical imbalance or whatever I was, had going on in my brain at the time. But I like watched these both these teams, and I was like. It's amazing that any of these players are on the field. They're so freaking um, incredible to watch, even the MLS, right? Not even the World Cup, even just the MLS. Like, it, like I was in that, that childlike state where it's like, this is so incredible. I can't root for anybody. I can't, like, one isn't better than another. It happened to be one of the only games I've seen the Timbers recently play where they didn't lose the ball in the midfield and they kept completing passes. <laughs> so it felt amazing. I was like, you guys are incredible. And then the other team was doing great too. And I wish we could look at ourselves that way. I just wish you mentioned Bob Goff. And Bob's, Bob Goff is a writer. He's a lawyer. He's a mad scientist. <laughs> he's crazy. He's pixie dust. And, and he's silliness and craziness. And you don't believe him. You do not believe him. You don't believe the stories. You know, nobody, you don't believe him. You just don't believe the guy. And I've had enough experiences with him he's to where Gandalf. it's like, he's Gandalf the white. Yes. Um, so, and I've had enough experiences with him where it's like, like this last time I spent some time with him and I, and I thought I kind of got it a little bit. I think I kind of, not that I made, but I started to believe in him a little <laughs> bit. Right. Like, it was just like unbelievable. Uh, but one of the things I noticed, we were on this, we were at this, um, this place far away where you had to take a boat in. It was like a lodge. And there's this one huge boat that you take to get out there. And, and there's about 100 of us sort of writers, speakers, uh, uh, lots of musicians, and, and just random people, artists, people who are like digging deep inside themselves and trying to make something count in the world, right? Everybody that was doing, doing work. We were there, and on the way out, on the, like when we were saying goodbye, like Bob was just like falling apart. He told us as much. He's like, "I'm going to be worthless for the next couple of days," and just like just like weeping. I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." That's what you're supposed to say, right? But I saw something on his face that has kind of changed the way I look at you know this concept of 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 me in in the middle of my career, in the middle of uh, and and what we call fizzlers inside of our community. The concept of, of hospitality in a restaurant or in our home. Uh, I saw him wanting so badly as we were on the boat sort of pulling away and he's sort of breaking down there's like him and seven other people on the on the dock waving goodbye and he's sort of trying to hold back the tears or whatever and he look he looks pretty painful like he's holding it back like really hard <laughs> kind of crazy to see 
But anyways, in my mind, the fantasy, like this, this picture evolves in my mind. Like I'm realizing he can see that we've just had an amazing four days up here together, away from the shame, away from the worry, away from the competition, away from the fear that we're not good enough, that we're not, that we could be doing a better job, whether it's the fear looking up, like who am I in relation to God or the universe or my, or my, or my sense of meaning here? Who am I looking sideways in relation to my peers in relation to my, my wife, right? And our, the ones closest to us, like we start comparing and, and thinking we could do better and feeling shame that we're not doing more and all this stuff. And he, I could see on his face, like he just, the sense that like he just wanted to like, if he could, he would just hug us all until, until all the worries went away. This is such a, a perfect metaphor for life because we, don't we all wish that we wouldn't worry anymore? Like anxiety is number one on the medical like, list right now. Every, every person in America suffers with anxiety. Every one of them. People are dying from stress. Like, you know, like horrible health complications from stress. What a toxin. I guess I'm kind of seeing it all from this, like, am I okay? Am I doing a good job? Could I be doing better? Those guys are doing this. Shouldn't I do that too? Oh, look, he's got this on his, on his income report. Oh, wait, you know, how am I doing with, you know, the, the universe? And does this matter? And am I just doing work about work about work about work about life about work about work about life, right? Am I, which part of me is me? What is true of the things that I want to pursue, which are better? All of these insanely power, powerful, terrible anxiety, worry questions. I learned so much in that little moment where I pictured him wanting to do that because I realized that we, we really were, were going to go back to the worry. And it, it, would, it would take about an hour, which is about you know, halfway that the, of the boat trip. It was about a two-and-a-half-hour journey. And it would take about an hour, hour and a half before that would start to creep in. And people would slowly go like, should, should I turn on my phone now? Should I check out the inbox? Like, what's, who are people telling me that I am? You know? Yeah. Like, which is Merlin's line, which is just so powerful. Like, your inbox is where you go for, that's what people think, that's who people think you are. That's what people are requesting from you. And that, that to me is why this, why your podcast is so great, why the topic of your podcast is so great, why the productivity and the, because it's just a great little, oh, all we want is a tip, trick, hack, nudge, easy button, staples, click the thing, and oh, now I've figured out how to do productive things. <laughs> oh, now I've sorted out email, right? But it's people, stupid. Yes. <laughs> like, it's, it's people, and you're people too. And there isn't that. And this is the gateway drug into that, like, how do I think critically about how I'm doing things so that I can live well? So it really, for me, I look back and I see this productivity stuff smashed in with the Jesus stuff, and it made this really great union of a kind of a spirituality about work, you know? Because as yeah. a man, you feel, so, you feel so defined by your work, just by nature of our culture. But maybe it's even deeper code than that. Maybe it's not gatherer, just, provider, yeah, you know, leader so, of the home. All, all that stuff. So, you know, if I'm choosing OmniFocus or things, like I'm, oh, well, I better go pray about it. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> when, when really, it's like, what do I want to do with this? And the older that I get, and I'm not that old yet, uh, but the older that I get and the more that I work with a team and the more that I f- fall in love with the story and the problem my company exists to, to solve, the more I realize, okay, there are lives – you have to get to our, ourselves to a point where we can see there are lives at stake in the thing that we're, that we're doing. Like there, there are stakes. There are stakes. People will, people will quit their blog or their website. They had the wrong expectations. They had dumb expectations, right? Because nobody was showing them how. And they think they're an idiot. They think their dad was right about them for walking out or something like that, right? Yep. 
Yeah, you, you, you said that uh, – and I was just listening to uh, when you were on Mics on Mics and you talked about when you were doing Think Traffic and the guy that like – you tried to look him up and he was gone. Yeah. Man, yeah. that, that floored me. I was like, man, yeah, yeah. like it, it almost made me <laughs> – this is going to be over dramatic, but uh, it made me think of Schindler's List. Is like I could have, I could have gotten one more out. <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. I am a little bit like that, you know. In our, in my work, I do consider myself someone who's saving people from the gas. You're chambers. Liam Neeson. <laughs> I am always and everywhere <laughs> wanting to be Liam Neeson, and instead, I'm like the clown with the, like, well, like, like good cop, bad cop, Liam Neeson from Lego yeah, exactly. Movie. There you go. That's, that's your bipolar you pretty much nailed it you pretty much nailed it so sorry i've like derailed this into i just i I knew i would love talking to you i was excited like we've had rescheduled this like three times because like yeah no 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 this this, (laughs) is i wanted to be in the right in the right mode so here's my question to you eric go are you ready flip it in an ideal world how would you start your day oh man i would hit snooze and i (laughs) I'm going to say all the bad answers that nobody expects. Yeah. Let's oh, see. I love that. Uh, it, it's it's about 10 a.m. and I hit snooze, get up about 12 and have a, a nice late lunch with uh, – oh, brunch, sorry. And uh, <laughs> uh, then I, I browse what blog topic I want to write about today. Ooh. Then I sit down and I'm inspired and I I create. I, I, yeah. And then I – and and it's done after the first draft, so I, I post it immediately, and it Clearly. goes viral. Oh, the end! Isn't that, isn't that the best? Oh my gosh, that was gr- that was all off the top of my head. That was actually pretty God, good. that was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I was I, 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 I pulled up uh, I pulled up Vine for the first time in several months today because I was like, oh my god, I used to do little vines all the time, and then like I and then I just stopped. It was like, what are people doing on Vine these days? Like, how how are people doing this? And I looked uh, and. And it was kind of funny. There's like a bunch of funny stuff and a bunch of dumb stuff. And, but for you, I've, so I've been thinking about like what could – how could we make like for fizzle, like funny stuff like that would, that would live in a video form like Vine or the Instagram video or, the, or just YouTube. But like I always think in terms of like what's the commercial? Like I love to do a commercial for, um, for depression where the solution is entrepreneurialism uh, <laughs> where it's like, are you feeling listless? Do you get home from work and have no energy? And yada, yada, yada. You could try entrepreneurship. <laughs> entrepreneurship saved me and my wife. <laughs> Something, you know, just like some stupid, dumb, fake Cialis ad where the, where the husband and wife are in bathtubs yep. side by side yep. at the freaking lake or something um but i was thinking like like how awesome would it be to do a funny little vine of like your i like everybody's ideal day like you snooze 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 breakfast in bed and then like women come around from everywhere and like say here's a good blog post idea yada 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 oh you're brilliant you know whatever and then all this stuff because the truth is we all fantasize about like this you know, the reason why i ask you that obviously because you ask it all the time yeah. and and it's such a good question and i love the way you answered it too like what are the fantasies we all wish we could say and we don't we never do because we all dream of being these productive people yeah. when really we're going to expire way before we thought. And then we're going to be like, what did I do? <laughs> Every one of us, you know? What will it have meant? Exactly. Sorry. Sorry. I don't want to derail the conversation. You'll hear me say that a lot <laughs> and, and not change my behavior. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Keep going. Was that all you wanted from that? That's all. I, yeah. I just like, okay. I just. Just want you to want you to know that I'm here and that I care. Uh, and you would hug and make it all go away. So let's see. There's there's a couple other things we can we can go at. That's the cool thing about back to work is like right now we'd say 
tell me about something you like, and then there's yeah. a segue. But uh, yeah. I don't. No, the cool thing about back to work is like we'd tune in right now, and the comics conversation is just starting to end, and then <laughs> we'd get some fascinating, uh, you know, tips Although and I, tricks about elevators. I, I like the comic talk, so I you would. Yeah, so you I, would. I do. Yeah, but I'm, I'm like still. I'm just such a fan of Merlin. Like I just like I'll always listen. Oh yeah, I just find myself speeding it up more and more and more. It's <laughs> horrible. Are you are you trying out uh, Overcast? Everything's different, but nothing's really different. Like I, that's what was so interesting to me. There are there are obviously like a couple cute features, I, and I just yeah. love Marco. Like I, right. I just think he has all the answers. For some reason, we all do. Because he's bright. He really is a hell of a thinker. He's very, very bright. And so I'll just go where he goes until it's like, well, actually, I prefer it this way rather than, rather than this way. He actually shared a thing about, oh, what's the other one? Not Overcast, but... Uh, and not There's now. Pocket Cast, uh, which was the one There's I was so using. Many. Downcast, Instacast, uh, Stitcher, what's TuneIn. The There's the... It's something cast, and it's... There's Wrangler, Pod Wrangler. Uh, I'm going to have to open it up. Ah, Crap, Eric! You didn't do your damn Castro. Homework. There it is. I knew it was communist. Um, Castro? I didn't even hear about. I've never heard of that one. Anyway, so what it was was that basically uh, Overcast's uh, Twitter feed linked to Castro's blog post that said, "Hey, welcome to the family, Overcast." Actually, this ties in. Um, as a third-party client for listening to podcasts, we welcome you to the family because. Any new third-party client that comes out that teaches people to try out third-party podcasting apps and gets more people to listen to podcasts is good for all of us, you know. And, yeah. and all boats rise. Welcome to the community. This is a family. There's. It's not a zero-sum game. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like what we were talking about. Marco's Marco's words at XOXO a few years ago. Which yeah. you if you haven't seen that one, you, that's a, that's a must-watch. Yeah. So for me, I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, must-watch. Just just because it's like, hey, here's one of the brighter minds of of our ilk in the tech tech world and saying like, I'm going all in on podcasts, which has just felt so I was in the audience sitting next to Mike Hurley and he was giddy because a <laughs> screenshot of his command space is on behind on the slides behind Marco. And he, Marco's saying the things that he's saying about like, I'm going all in on podcasting. I think there's plenty of room in the, in the market. And I think yada, 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 and et cetera, et cetera. And we were just all just so giddy. It was so great. I still just, remember XO very fondly. But the, you know, so the point I'm making is is kind of tying it into, you know, there's there's not this competition, there's community, you know, if you're I, I guess there is competition. No, secretly. There, there, there's it, I mean again, the, when the, the anxiety, it's that anxiety. Like it makes us think um if I'm not good enough and he is, then how do I yeah. how do I have him rub off on me? And totally. how close do I have to get to get that proximity? Like, it's the joke that you guys made. You and Mike and Mike made. It's like, we, we were having you on our show so that we'd get famous. Oh, I was yeah. just coming on your show so that so that I'd get famous. And totally. Like, totally. And, I, and I've, I've talked to him since, and neither none of us have gotten famous. No. Or. Well, it'll, it'll happen this time. You'll get the <laughs> cold bear bump. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing is, like, it, the, just this whole resonating of community. And, like, I mean, you, I mean, you probably heard of John Acuff. Yeah. in the circles and whatever but the the whole idea that fear fears community and that's one of the i mean you can't wholeheartedly cure it by being in the company of like-minded yeah. people but it sure helps yeah. yeah it's absolutely you know i had a i had a like a an older lady who was a who was a mentor to me basically when i was in santa barbara she was this older pentecostal lady and and uh and but the good kind i guess is all i could say and she used to always say in a little southern accent oh cw you're gonna be just fine 
you are going to be just fine. God's going to take care of you. <laughs> right? <laughs> Something like you just nonstop. That's the all day, all day, every day. You know, I'd be, you know, heartbroken about some girl who isn't returning my advances and yada, thinking and desperately trying to figure out the future of my life and et cetera, et cetera. And oh my God, what am I called to? You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're gonna be, it's just pounded into me. And I literally, and I, it, I don't know if there's any better. Some like like summary of what the gospel really is than that, and if there's more, as if there's a more powerful message. I mean, I've started flirting about like so. Jesus and I aren't seeing other people, but I so I'm kind of sleeping around with uh, like Buddha, but mostly just Alan Watts, who isn't the Buddha, but <laughs> seems to have some sort of experience with both Jesus and the Buddha. Uh, and, and Alan Watts is a guy that seems to, it's just brilliant to me. And obviously, one, and one of these guys, he. If you don't know, he ended his life like horribly, horribly, right? So guys that I think that fly too close to the to the ether, like the Icarus thing, where the wings right. melt and and the, the whole the whole bottom comes out, right? This has happened throughout history with a lot of different guys. So it's a little bit scary to be the a kind of searcher like I am, even though I'm just a, a layman. <laughs> that's still just something that's a little scary to me. And something that maybe goes against that is the sense of like, you're okay. Like no matter what, like the, the Earth is spinning insanely around the sun, and we're one solar system of a million in this galaxy, which is one galaxy in billions of galaxies, and yada yada yada. And you're okay, you know. You could just hey, take a deep breath. Like, are you hungry? Eat some food. Are you are you needy? What do you need? What do you, you don't need much. I, I was thinking like. Like, I always looked at Jesus and Gandhi and these guys and be like, wow, what self, what discipline, right? Just thinking specifically of Gandhi, right? The hunger strike and this kind of stuff. Like, what discipline? Oh, my goodness. What, how, am I, how could anybody do that? It's such discipline. What my hunch is now is like, no, it's not necessarily all that discipline. It's, the, it's, it's the doing the work to, re, to, to be satisfied with very little. Because mm. that's the truth. We, we get anxious and, and terrified about not having what we need. When the truth is we have well beyond what we need and this sense of like, if I could get satisfied with, with what I have and, and with much less than what I have, you know, which now I'm sounding like one of those pop guru, yeah, whatever, but it's, there's, it, the whole thing's in there. The whole thing's in there. Your whole career search, your whole search for connection and happiness, your whole search for doing valuable work in the world. Jesus nailed it. Sell all your <laughs> possessions and follow me. Like he nails it. You want to be productive? Have nothing to do. Walk around, and if someone needs a hand, give them a hand. Like, what? What? But then there's, like, homelessness and crazy people. Duh, I don't know. I can't explain it all. I know I suffer from anxiety. My wife suffers from anxiety. The whole, the whole modern world suffers with anxiety because we're thinking and planning and preparing for the future, trying to get there because we're not okay unless we do. And the whole the while, we're never ending up being okay. And so if, the, if we could just go... Oh my God, I'm okay. So you write down on the, that's why, like whenever, you know, the big tip, right? That everyone says, have two big things that you do today and do those first. The rest is gravy, right? Yep. That's a little bit of way of saying, like when you see a to-do list and you scratch everything out and just have two things there, it's a little bit like, wait, shouldn't I be doing more? Do you know what I mean? Yep. And like we just did a, a recent two series episode on the podcast about work-life balance. And one of the things that Corbett said that blew my mind is, uh, the idea of, well, I guess he calls them alternative constraints. Like, hey, on Thursday, I'm stopping work at 12 and I'm going to go watch two, two movies. Whoa. Okay, so that means at 12, 
uh, I, I'm stopping working. That means my whole week, I know what's coming. So I only have essentially a few hours on that day to get some work done. So what do I need done by then? So all of a sudden, we're kicked into high gear to do the things because now we have a, a way out. Or if you say, this week, I'm stopping work at 12 every day this week. You will have one of the more productive work, work weeks yep. of your life, of your life. You know, it's weird that state that we get into when it's we have all day that we're not beginning with the end in mind, so to speak. You know, yeah, like I've, I've got a standing desk now and I can only stand like I, you know, we've always done that. We all dreamt about doing the standing desk. Like, what's her? It's fine. Yeah, I'm killing ourselves sitting on our backs. Yada, yada, yada. We all got to get standing desks. So I got one and I'm doing it. And I realized I've about week two. Like I am so fatigued by like three thirty. Like I, I, I'm barely thinking. Like this can't work because I, ha- I just lost the last two hours of my day. And then the question arises: Like, well, wait, maybe I'm not supposed to work the two, the next, <laughs> those last two hours of the day. Maybe work is over, <laughs> right? Why do we work these hours? Because some school and company and corporation teamed up to do whatever. I don't know. We just do. So there's no rules. My friend Ryan Carson, they don't, they don't work. Their whole company of 199 people or something doesn't work on Friday. They, they, everybody, nobody in the company works on Friday. Huge company, treehouse, massive company, very sexy, doing big work. Nobody works on Friday. That means you have four days to sprint some workout, and wow, that's actually a healthy little rhythm right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you come back on Monday more recharged and more willing and more ready and more able because you had a three-day weekend. That's the story. All I know is that when I – I love movies and I never get to watch the old movies, like the 100 greatest movies of all time that I'd love to go through. My wife – when we had a Tuesday night and we got some time to watch something, she's like, no, I'm not watching a Russian silent film with subtitles from the 30s. I'm sorry. That is out. <laughs> right? No, I'm not going to watch Citizen Kane with – no, I'm not going to do that. So I've started doing it where like every Tuesday I'll just uh, – I'll watch an, a movie. And, I, and it's not like doing email while I watch a movie. Like I want to watch it. It's really great because that means Tuesdays get really productive because you have an out. Just this, this – like a perfect – like again, this idea that productivity is this perfectly practical entrance into what matters, right? The question of what matters, which is ultimately – you know, it starts with what matters today, what matters this week and this month and this sprint. And ultimately, like, who the frick am I? And what matters about me? And like, wh- am I going to wake up at 65 and go like, what was the point of all this? I should have hung out with my friends more. You know? I should have watched more movies. I should have watched more damn movies. <laughs> yeah, that's the irony. There. There's, there's the tip of the Yeah, there's, there's the Watch tip. Watch more movies. I don't know. What are you hearing over there? I'm kind of, I'm just spouting. No, I agree. You want to know a secret? Since I started working from home, I've watched the entire nine seasons of Seinfeld. Oh, I'd love to go back and do those. Because oh, I library I, I, had the like, DVDs, so. As an adult, to be able to watch some of those, it would be mean a whole oh, yeah. new experience. It, it totally was. And, oh, and it was great. funny because it really, in a weird way, it revitalized my comedy brain, in a sense, and writing brain. Yeah. To, to see some of these plot threads that were yeah. doing that. So Have you heard his... Um, uh, his interview with Alec Baldwin on Here's the Thing. Yeah. 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 That's and, on my, I have a list of like things to listen to yearly and that's on there. It is sensational. That and the, the whole comedians and cars getting coffee yeah. is just wonderful stuff. Oh, such an amazing thing. And, and, and actually I saw him, Seinfeld was on uh, Daily Show just the other night. So that was really Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. I should check that out. Because John Stewart little... was on his was on uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. So oh, that's right. See, I haven't I haven't caught up on any of the newer <laughs> ones. 
I still haven't seen Louis, and I and I remember oh, wanting to one. see that one. That's such a good. Yeah, one. I loved Brian Regan. Like I've listened, I listened to Brian Regan for forever. Uh, just the one, just one album. I don't even know if he has more. I just in college, like got a copy of it, and it's just, I've just played it out. And so, anytime I get to hear Brian Regan talk, like I am already laughing just because his <laughs> cadence, the way he talks, it's perfect. So I wrote a hey, I wrote a post post yesterday, and I tried something new, a little bit of like a like how do I be more productive with how I write something? Cool. This might be valuable. Let's do it. For your people, for Terry, and for you, and for me, I'm so I'm I'm trying to trying to think think it through. Uh, so maybe you can help me a little bit. Okay. So basically, uh, I had something that I wanted to write for a long time. I saw all these companies shutting down, like companies that I admired. Uh, you know, like they're just little products, nothing like not massive things, right? But like it's just it's a hell of a thing to be a guy who helps people get started, and then to, then at the same time watching people you admire finish things, like saying like this doesn't have enough legs. And we know it, so we're going to stop now. It just kind of like helps you think through what the options are that could yeah, come totally. out of it. So I was thinking through that, and I was like, oh, I'll do a post on that at some point. And then uh, I had a conversation uh, with a friend where he mentioned – you've, you've heard of this Jim Carrey commencement speech thing? Yes. Yep. Which I still haven't watched the whole thing, but uh, he told me some quote in, it, uh, in there. And so I went and found the quote, and it was just – it was perfect. So what I, what I did is what we, we have on our site – uh, fizzle.co on our blog, we, we have these things that we call quotables, right? So we'll, we'll call out a bit of text and put it adds a little like, you know, Facebook or tweet this sort of quote thing, right? And it's just a little short code I made and some styling to do that. So what I did, what I did is I started with the quote at the end because the, it's kind of like, you know, like Seth Godin, like five years ago, I had to unsubscribe from Seth Godin's blog because I can't have my life changed every morning. I just can't do that Love you know what i mean it. yes because literally every, every email i got from him was like oh this changes everything you know <laughs> like i had to go away to the mountain and journal about it for a while but what he gets is this idea of like it has to be succinct like short and strong it, it, it like an idea normally turns within one sentence we always thought this but now we can think this instead of doing this go to do that like there's some da 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 so in it or something like that actionable take this do something with it idea and it's always really really i i sense you know you're like me maybe it's the same for you i'm so verbal that i just fall in love with trying to solve a problem i don't fall i i can't like once there's a solution i get bored you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. like i just want to talk about it <laughs> you know and explore it so it's really hard for me to formulate things into that compact thing so this time i started with that shareable tweetable sentence because like if I can't make that idea good, and if I can't make that solid, then I can't make this. Then this is just going to be another post. It's just going to be another blog post, which is fine. My, I, I'm, I'm used to writing just another blog post. Like that's all I really write. But this time I was like, I want to. I, I want to try to actually make it really shareable, and make the whole post literally just build to one crescendo on, on a thing. And so I did that. I started with the quotable, the tweetable bit. I made the headline out of that, and then. I outlined, I made a simple, simple outline uh, out of that and then wrote, wrote the thing. First, first what I did is I, I because I'm so verbal, I made an a re- audio note in Evernote or whatever, recorded an audio note as I was like walking home from the gym, just like, okay, so I'm thinking about doing this thing. All these, all these companies are starting, starting to close down, yada, 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 something, something, something. And then, after, then I'll listen through that and try to, de- to develop the tweetable from there. But I did it just the one time. So this is no way like a guaranteed repeatable thing, but it's one of our more shared posts in recent time by a long shot, which is pretty great. That's awesome. Dude, what's cool is we went nowhere I was going to go with you. 
Which I got a whole other hour. Ske- I got a whole other ske- hour scheduled for you right here. We oh. could keep going if you wanted. Yes, yeah, no. I, I got to go. Uh, take care that would of be that be uncool. Life life calls. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you really did catch me at like a sort of like a steamroll mode. No, that's great. That's you know, hey, this is the bonus episode. This is the kickoff episode. You'll come. back. You know what? With Adam with Adam Clark, I did the same thing where we recorded and we recorded our first thing, and he's like, "This is basically unusable," but I really <laughs> really like it. And so he may, he like did that as like a second episode after we recorded again. <laughs> see, and there will there will, I, I tell you right now, Casey Proctor, as you're listening. See, oh, there's two listeners. Oh, he he there. he will he will listen to this. He will tweet at both of us and say one of your best episodes ever. <laughs> he really <laughs> will because Casey's a stud. Yeah, and he, and he, and he's also in this con- he's in this conversation as well. I mean, listen, everybody. Every, on the closing note, we're literally all trying to get so big. We are all just addicted to okay well we got to grow we got to grow right we have to grow we got to try to get more exposure i got to meet more people and have more opportunities and more network and more marketing and more yada yada yada. we got to grow we got to grow we got to grow but what what, i mean what if we just we try to be more ourselves and start instead of trying to be bigger and that's a really cliche what a cliche way of putting it what if instead of growing larger we grow more mature oh i was hoping you'd go what if we went instead of going out we went in (laughs) What if, what if instead of going wider, we went deeper? Uh, anyway. No, keep going. No, keep going. Uh, what if instead of being a whole tree, we were just a leaf? Be more yourself, Eric Fisher. Likewise, Chase Wardman Reeves. I think this is one of those episodes where you're probably going to have to go, or let's face it, you want to go back and listen to this one again. Bookmark it share it with everyone that uh yeah you can do your own work and it'll be just fine you'll be okay thanks again to chase reeves for coming on the show this will not be the last time that chase is on the show i can't highly recommend enough the fizzle community that he started and is a part of and so the best way since you're listening to a productivity podcast that i can suggest to go find out if that's what is going to help you go to beyond the to-do list.com slash fizzle search for productivity or Chase Reeves, Productivity 101. Anyway, you'll find the video series and you'll get a picture for what their whole purpose and how they do it is. And and again, if you and then if it's not for you, at least there's a ton of other videos in there you can go watch different courses on how to learn all sorts of stuff that uh, people working on the web need to know. So I also want to say thanks again to MailChimp for supporting this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Make sure to go check out MailChimp. Give them a big hug and a thank you from me, Eric Fisher, here at Beyond the To-Do List. By going to beyondthetodolist.com slash MailChimp. Let them know I sent you. Say thank you. Sign up. Try it out. It's awesome. I use it. Make sure to go check out the show notes and follow along. They're chock full of links this time. Beyondthetodolist.com slash 79. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next episode. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast.
theorize over the TV shows Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and Under the Dome. Laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx.